goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, my friends. It is Thursday already here on WABC Talk Radio 77. You know, Mayor Giuliani, that was an amazing, amazing story that you revealed to your audience in your last segment. It is amazing that in New York, Mayor Giuliani, people who assassinate police officers can walk out of jail under this current administration. It is a disgrace. I think, Mr. Mayor, that you should take that last segment of your show today, the mayor's final words, that should be all over social media tonight. That was a chilling story. It deserves to be heard by the American people as to what Democrats are doing. It was a dis- it is a disgrace. There is news, of course, from all across the political spectrum today. Axios is reporting that the rejected plea deal has left Hunter Biden's legal team fuming. Hunter Biden's legal team was angry and dejected late yesterday. After a plea deal, a sweetheart plea deal to help shut down the investigation of Joe Biden. That's not what Axios says. They say to help the president's son avoid prison blew up in a chaotic three-hour court hearing. Why it matters. They Axios likes to tell us because we can't understand for ourselves why news stories have any significance. So they will tell us why it matters. Judge Mary Ellen Nokia's rejection of Biden's plea deal on tax charges ensures that legal issues will continue to shadow Biden, just as Republicans on Capitol Hill are turning up the heat investigating him and his father. It matters because it was a crooked deal to begin with. It matters, but you're not saying Axios, because this deal exposed how deeply flawed The investigations of Hunter Biden have been. There's another story out here somewhere. I think I have it in my stacks of things today about how, yes, this deal was a precedent. Nothing like it had ever been attempted. Wednesday's hearing also revealed a disconnect between Biden's lawyers and the prosecutors over the terms of the deal. Even subtle divisions among those on Biden's side. So then why was the deal put in place? We all know why, many of us know why the deal was put in place. Zoom in. Hours after the hearing, Biden's team was still fuming, suggesting that Nokia seemed intent on not letting the plea agreement go forward after deliberately questioning lawyers on both sides. Oh, imagine that. 
a judge actually deliberately, deliberately, something she actually questioned the lawyers. She did it deliberately. Why, she's just supposed to, if we put a deal in front of her, just say yes and not raise any questions. But she deliberately raised questions about this nefarious thinking sweetheart deal. Imagine that. But the judge's questioning did reveal a disagreement on whether the agreement on the tax charge was linked to a gun charge. Prosecutors said it wasn't. Biden's team said it was. Well, so she deliberately asked questions that got answers that kind of blew it up. She frustrated those involved in the case when after two hours questioning, she said wasn't sure whether the structure of the proposed deal was constitutional. Oh, here we go. More frustration because the judge actually is trying to obey the Constitution. We can't have that. We can't have a judge that pays attention to the Constitution of the United States, can we? They're just supposed to go along with whatever the Bidens want so we can shut up talking about the corruption inside the Biden family. One member of Biden's team ruefully compared Nokia to Judge Lance Ito, who presided over OJ's criminal case. Now, that's pretty slimy. Others were quick to note that Norika was appointed, appointed by President Trump. What does that make? What difference does that make at all? She was ruling on the case before her. It was a bad deal. Zoom out. At times, Biden's team appeared exhausted by the continuing back and forth. Well, then they just should have stayed home. If they didn't want to deal with the actual substance of what they were asking for, what they wanted to do was give Hunter Biden blanket immunity from anything and to be able to say that there's nothing there. It was all settled in court. They didn't get their way. So poor Biden team was frustrated. Go smoke your bong. Biden himself also partially threw up his hands at one point, frustrated that closure to his case wouldn't be coming. Well, too freaking bad. I guess the little privileged child doesn't feel so privileged and he's going to have a minor little temper tantrum when things don't go his way. So used to getting everything go your way. Go hang out with your bong-smoking lawyer. Feel better. They're fuming. The American people ought to be the ones fuming that a sweetheart deal was offered in the face of this mass corruption. Other people have gone to jail for what this privileged son of a president is trying to get away with. Another story. Hunter Biden's lawyers feared Trump would get reelected and revoke his probation. New details reveal why the plea deal dramatically collapsed over the president's son. This was in the Daily Mail. And in it, they say the judge called the deal not standard. It wasn't standard. It broke the Department of Justice's own, own guidelines. But yet, yet, 
we're just supposed to, it's just supposed to pass because it's Hunter. There were other things in the news today we will get to. But if you want to talk about the Hunter Biden mishap deal, you can. One of the most disgusting stories that you have heard about in ages, aside from the one that Mayor Rudy did at the close of his show today, which still has me infuriated. You can find this story, New York Post. You can find it everywhere now. It started, uh, I first read about it this morning in the Daily Mail. Here's the headline, my friends. Boy, five. High on cocaine. Fatally shoots his 16-month-old brother, who was high on marijuana. Inside an Indiana home, parents are now charged with neglect. Let that sink in. A five-year-old boy, high on cocaine, fatally killed his 16-month-old brother, shot him. His brother was high on marijuana inside their Indiana home. The boy who has not been named, who will probably bear the scars of this all of his life, shot and killed his little brother, Isaiah Johnson, who had marijuana in his system. This happened back in March, but we're just learning about it now. The parents, Denota Jermaine Johnson, 27, and Shakia Tira Welch, 24, have been charged with neglect and various drug, drug charges. Prosecutors say Isaiah, 16 months, died of a gunshot wound to his head. He had marijuana in his blood. His older brother who shot him tested positive for cocaine. Donald Trump's lawyers have been told, according to New York Times and other sources, to expect a new indictment. Donald Trump pushed back on that on True Social today. He said he had a his lawyers had a productive session with uh, the prosecutors, and he said it is not true that they were warned of a new indictment. On True Social, he's tra- he said looming January 6th charges are witch hunt, intellect- uh, election interference. This is after he got the target letter. There is a dispute in the Republican Party that is unfortunate. It concerns this fabrication that the Democrats have, using Kamala Harris as their lead, have put into motion that Florida's curriculum is all about how slavery is was beneficial for blacks. There was one sentence in there that, that had a phrase about the benefits. And it has been totally taken out of context, blown out of context, by these race-baiting, race-hustling, race-hater liberals like Kamala Harris who descended from a slave-owning family, by the way, 
But now Byron Donalds has gotten caught up in this. Byron Donalds praised, mostly praised, the Florida work. He said in a post on social media that the Florida curriculum was good, robust, and accurate. But, he also said, an attempt to feature the personal benefits of slavery's wrong needs to be adjusted. It was one sentence. So he just said, hey, adjust this one sentence. And with that, Team DeSantis went after Byron Donalds like he is the enemy. Christina Pushaw, who I really admire and like, took after him. Did Kamala Harris write this Tweet, never back down. Then his education commissioner, Manny Diaz Jr., also blasted Donalds. Diaz said the standards would not be changed at the behest of woke White House or at the behest of a supposedly conservative congressman. How dare you? You, how dare you suggest that Byron Donalds is anything but a conservative? He has stood with DeSantis. You people are demonstrating why black people don't want any parts of your damn party. You can't be honest about something. He's the only black Republican congressman we've got. No, there are two. Thank goodness now. Don't let me forget my good friend in Utah. Burgess Owens. But he can't speak to what he's reading and speak honestly without you people acting like he's your enemy. How dare you, Manny Diaz? You couldn't stand the heat that Byron Donalds has had to take for standing up and being a black conservative. And you're going to trash him? And you too, Christina. You are not doing DeSantis good with this. You should never back down when you're right. But if there's something that needs correcting, you shouldn't circle the wagons around it, especially when it involves this racial crap that Democrats always put out. How dare you go after Byron Donalds like this? You are demonstrating for the world why your campaign is not being taken as seriously as it should. I love Ron DeSantis. I love Donald Trump. But I hate the way that you people are campaigning. What kind of idiocy is this that you would go after somebody that has stood by your side consistently when almost no one else will? Now, Byron Donalds, I know Byron, and I know Byron's wife who has devoted, Byron's wife has devoted her life to charter schools and charter education. He and his wife are deeply invested in education for minorities. And yet they have to put up with these attacks from these. I'm not going to say it. It's sickening. There's a story today, Facebook. Smoking documents. Jim Jordan rolled it out. Proof in the documents. 
that Facebook bent over backwards to censor Americans because of the Biden administration, even to the point of them taking down a meme about COVID vaccinations. This is unconstitutional. They have deprived American citizens of their constitutional First Amendment right to free speech. Facebook and the White House. Unconstitutional pressure from the White House and Facebook went along with it. Now, the other day, Kevin McCarthy said they are inching toward impeachment. I've already shared with you, I hate the, the idea of these empty impeachments that go any, go nowhere. My strong belief is that if you are going to impeach a president, you ought to be able to almost assure the conviction of that president. That said, if you want to line up other charges for why this man is incompetent and should not be in the White House, add this to the charges. And Facebook needs to be held accountable for censoring American citizens. Elise Stefanik, New York's Elise Stefanik, is throwing her support behind the impeachment and an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Several, this is in the Daily BS today, several House Republicans, including uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, have floated impeachment. She was asked Thursday by Fox Business if she was supportive of such an inquiry, and she responded, absolutely. I'm in conversations with Speaker McCarthy and all our members, and the important thing to know about impeachment inquiry is that it ensures that the House is at the apex of its power and oversight responsibility. She said she believes the American people are smart. They understand that the big guy is Joe Biden. But having that impeachment inquiry allows us to get all the facts and have the most constitutionally recognized power from the House of Representatives. 800-848-WABC is the number, 800-848-9222. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling. Boston Early's Rush Hour. We continue right after this. Mama's Papa's. History Today, Cass Elliott left this group and then had a very successful first album out. When she did Dream a Little Dream of Me. James Golden Snurdy coming back. Don't go away. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Spice Girls on WABC Talk Radio 77. Music history. Spice Girls. Had their first number one single, at least overseas, across the pond. Wanna Be on this day in 1996. A lot more news here. If you want to be on the phone with us, 800-848-WABC. 848-WABC. 
Now, there are a bunch of Republicans who've met the qualifications to be in the first GOP debate. I don't know whether Donald Trump is going to be in those debates so far. And surprisingly, the governor of North Dakota has met the uh, the qualifications, Doug Burgum. Most people don't even know who, the, who he is. Chris Christie has met the qualifications. Ron DeSantis, Governor Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Tim Scott, and, of course, Donald Trump. Among those who have not met the polling requirements, Governor Asa Hutchison and Mike Pence, which is interesting. Larry Elder hasn't met up either, and neither has William Hurd, who's uh, running out of Texas, former congressman. So we'll ha- we'll see how it, how it shakes out. Uh, there's a story today. It's in Newsweek from a woman. I don't know whether this woman is is conservative, but she was writing about this whole Byron Donalds thing among others. She says the Republican Party will never be a home for black voters, and she points out this fracas that is now going on with Byron Donalds is just an example. Republicans don't actually want us in their party, contrary to their recent rhetoric. They're not a broad coalition. It's predominantly white, male, and older. So, and she points out that Byron Donalds happens to be black, has a long history of supporting conservative. She says, oh, I, she's, she's not a conservative. The next sentence gives it away. She says, he happens to be black, has a long history of supporting conservative and even extremist policies. That's what she's saying of Byron Donalds. Donalds, like most people with a brain, just recognizes there's no way to remix slavery into a net positive for blacks. And for this, he has to take shots from his own side. And the curriculum is not that. That is one sentence. Charles Koch wrote an amazing piece in National Review last week that went through the whole thing printed out to 20 pages. This is being race-baited and race-managed by the Democrats like they always do. But this attack on Byron Donalds was unnecessary. Have you seen the videos of Mitch McConnell yesterday? Mitch McConnell speaking at a press conference in the middle of a sentence just froze. And he stayed that way until... Someone just finally said into his ear or something to him, and and they escorted him back. Later on that night, he came back out by himself, said he's fine. There's a report today from NBC that he also fell recently at a D.C. airport. He tripped and fell disembarking from a plane at Reagan Airport. Two sources this month said. McConnell, 81, was not seriously hurt, and he was seen later that day at the Capitol interacting with at least one reporter. He's also been recently using a wheelchair as a precaution when he navigates crowded airports. There are some that said because of the cognitive failure that maybe Mitch ought to consider Are you kidding me? After Joe Biden's cognitive failure presidency, where we have seen nothing but cognitive failure for the last few years, 
Mitch has two incidents and people say he should resign? Ah, get real. James Golden, WABC, Talk Radio 77. It is Rush Hour. Here on WABC, your calls will be welcome. We're going to take your calls, 800-848-WABC, the number to reach us, 800-848-9222. You recognize this, right? It's hard to tell people that weren't alive than how big this song was. Bobby Gentry, birthday today, singer-songwriter, one of the first female country artists to compose and produce her own material. This one, 1967, Ode to Billy Joe. Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Papa said to my- Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ah, one of my favorite groups, the Eurythmics. The Eurythmics kind of define 80s, right? When you, yeah, when you hear Eurythmics, it's like 80s. There are a few groups like that. You hear the music of 80s. Back in 85, they had a number one record today. Wasn't this one. It was, there must be an angel, but I love the, I love the Eurythmics. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a few phone calls now, usually earlier than we do in the program. There's other news I want to get to, but I want to talk about this Hunter thing while people still have it on their minds. So we'll start in New Jersey with Vic. How are you doing, Vic? How are you? Uh, yes, hi, Mr. Snowdy. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a question about the, uh, falling apart of the, uh, Hunter, Hunter's, um, case. The plea deal. Yeah, the plea deal. Uh, so basically, uh, he can be prosecuted for future crimes, correct? So far, yes. Now, the plea deal, okay. one of the things that the judge was questioning was if this plea deal, the way it constructed, would have given him blanket immunity including, from what I understand, on future charges. And that was one of the points of contention, where the prosecutor apparently didn't know what was in their own plea arrangement or the defense was unclear. So right now, and right now, while that deal is off, yes. But I said yesterday, and I had a long chat yesterday with with former Representative Louis Gohmert, about this deal, and he said that I was entirely right to be cautiously optimistic because even though the right thing was done yesterday, there is no guarantee that going forward there won't be some accommodation. So we just have to wait and see. But the questions that the judge raised, including the question if Hunter Biden was acting as a foreign agent and therefore should be charged for not registering as a foreign agent, these are all legitimate questions. So right now, the fact that there is no deal, instead of this sweetheart deal that the Democrats would have used to shut down 
discussion of the Biden corruption is a good thing. So, um, well, I guess that that brings me to my sort of next question is, I guess uh, we want to, I guess the majority is after Joe Biden. But um, how, and, and I guess people are trying to use the small fish to get to the big fish. But now that how does um how 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 does it how is it that by going after the son you're gonna get to the father? Okay, because- this is a good this is a good question and this is where this is where this evidence and what the whistleblowers last week in the IRS were testifying to. Right now it has been established, Vic through what was on the laptop that we were told was Russian disinformation in the 2016 campaign that wasn't disinformation. It was really Hunter Biden's laptop. It has revealed evidence that money flowed through the Biden family. Hunter was the lead point to collect the money. But as Hunter himself said, and this was discovered, he has to kick up money to, quote unquote, the big guy. And everyone assumes that Joe Biden is the person that they're talking about, the big guy. Also, what has been established is that it is almost $20 million that flowed through through former sources when Joe Biden was vice president. What did they get for their money? Burisma, oil and gas company, who hired supposedly Hunter Biden, who had no experience in oil and gas, wanted protection. They were being investigated by a prosecutor in the Ukraine. They wanted Joe Biden to help. Joe Biden demanded that that prosecutor be fired. The prosecutor was fired. So it apparently looks like Burisma got what they paid for. They got protection, political protection, from the then vice president of the United States who acted in his official capacity as the vice president to demand, speaking for America, that a prosecutor in Ukraine be fired and not look into this company. We have since learned that the Biden family set up about two dozen shell corporations to for the money to flow through. And many members of the Biden family got a piece of the action. But Joe Biden got the big piece, the big guy. So they're going after Hunter Biden because Hunter Biden was the collector. Now, Hunter Biden's business associate, is due to testify tomorrow, I believe. And supposedly what he will testify to is that Joe Biden, despite claiming that he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business, was on the phone with some of the people involved in these payoffs. This is devastating information if it turns out to be true. Already, just by appearances, we have the appearances of massive, massive corruption. 
and this deserves to be investigated thoroughly. Vic, I hope that kind of gives you the bullet points of what this is about so far. Okay, let's go to David in Bayside, Queens. David, you're on with Boston Early. How are you? Mr. Golden, thank you for taking my call. And I got to tell you, one of the best reasons for watching you, listening to your show is for the bumper music, man. It's the best. It's the thank absolute you. best. Uh, and before I get to my point, if I may, I got to rush late, and I never heard how you became Bo Snurdly. Is that a quick story you can tell, or should we save that for another time? Let's do it on the Saturday show. I'd be happy to do it. We'll do it on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Anyway, as far as the impeachment, I have vacillated, you know, between what you believed and believing we should go after him. And I, and I finally come, and I understand your, your point of view, but I think we need to impeach him even though we know he's not going to be convicted for the sole reason that all the things that you were just talking about to the last caller and all the other evidence that is now coming to light on the House Oversight Committee and everything will now be entered into a, um, a venue where it's going to be um, the other side's going to have to provide, you know, do discovery to support their case. And the major networks and the low lifes like CNN and MSNBC are going to have no choice to cover this. So hopefully that means that a larger swath of America will finally get to see what's really going on. And I know I'm hoping that these people will wake up. But, and, you know, and hoping that from progressives is, a, is, a, is, is maybe a, a hope too far. But that's why let me I ask you one question, David. Let me ask you one question. You said media outlets like CNN would be forced to do it. If media outlets that have serious journalists, and I mean like CNN, like the New York Times, like the Washington Post that declares that democracy dies in darkness instead of journalism has already died in broad daylight, if they didn't cover the fact that there were IRS agents testifying that the Department of Justice was involved in coming up and covering up what Hunter Biden did, if these same organizations never told their audience that there were almost 20-some-odd shell companies set up by the Biden family to run the money through, are you absolutely certain that they would cover an impeachment hearing an impeachment inquiry put on by Republicans in the House of Representatives. I think because an impeachment kicks it up a level, as Emerald likes to say, let's kick it up a notch, that they'd have no choice. And especially when it gets to the Senate for the trial, that doesn't mean that they're not going to put their own disgusting spins on it. But the facts are the facts. And so that's 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 the only thing I'm thinking. I mean, you are also making an assumption that it would reach the Senate. Remember who runs the Senate. Chuck U. Schumer runs the Senate. And there is nothing that would say for Chuck U. Schumer to say, up, oh, we're going to do what Mitch did. We're not going to have, we're not going to hold impeachment hearings. Yeah. Okay. They, they, they recommended we do it and we're going to tell the House to go pound sand. We're not going to even bother with this. Uh, Bo Snurley, you're right. I, that, that did not cross my mind. I was actually just being very hopeful that they'd have no choice, but you're right. I completely forgot about that. So 
So yeah. this discussion, as nice as it's been, you're right. I, um, <laughs> I got to retract my statement then. Well, okay. I appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you so much. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. Now, listen, though, David from Bayside, Queens, is not – you don't have to retract your statement because I, the other day, was musing about the same thing that you just brought up. Maybe it would be a good idea so that at least the any additional coverage would help break the logjam of media silence about the Biden corruption. So I think many of us are vacillating between what's right and what's wrong, what's smart politics and what's not smart politics. The one thing that, that without question that needs to be happening right now, instead of DeSantis and his camp trying to tear down Byron Donalds, instead of Donald Trump and his camp trying to tear down Ron DeSantis, instead of Chris Christie bloviating about Donald Trump every day. There needs to be a unified Republican voice demanding that we get the answers to the Biden corruption. Republicans are not the enemy here. What is the enemy is this corruption that has infested American government. What is what is more dangerous to the Republic of America is the idea that the Department of Justice, the FBI, are so corrupted that they won't even investigate what Hunter Biden and his family have done. This two-tiered system of justice that has been allowed to flourish is a threat to the Republic. Republicans should not be at war with each other at this moment. They should be unified singularly on pointing out to the American people how vastly corrupt this government has become under Joe Biden, who himself may be the most corrupted president in United States history. And that's saying something. Because we've had a few doozies in office during our history. James Golden, Snurley, coming back. 800-848-WABC, the number to call. Go away. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Earth, wind, and fire. From the In the Stone album. This one is called I Can't. Let go. On WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden with you, Snurdly. 
So the folks at Anheuser-Busch, and this this hurts. This this one hurts my heart. Anheuser-Busch has had to lay off or said they're set to lay off now about 400 workers. Why? Because, of course, Bud Light has crashed. Why did Bud Light crash? Their woke marketing director, right out of college almost, Melissa Heinerscheid, whatever her name, Heinerscheid, decided that she wanted to trash Bud Light consumers. You know, part of the old toxic male crowd. So they went with this Dylan Mulvaney thing and, of course, upset the apple cart with their prime consumer base. Who pays for it? Who pays for this misadventure? 400 people who had nothing to do with the decision-making process who probably were just many of them as appalled at the decisions made by this little woke marketing woman, they're now paying for it with their jobs. The company revealed to the Wall Street Journal yesterday that the cuts will affect less than 2% of the workforce. So only 400 people. Okay, but those 400 people right now have had their world turned upside down over something they had nothing to do with. And I'll tell you what, you talk, I know, Jimmy Carter said it. I remember when Jimmy Carter first said this. And I thought it was one of the most honest things that a president has ever said. Someone was asking Jimmy Carter, and I forget the details of what it was that they were asking him about. And Jimmy Carter just looked at reporters and said, you know what? Life is not fair. And at the time, he took a lot of grief for that. But he was right. You see a lot of things in life. It just isn't fair, but it is. Let's go to Mullane in Danbury, Connecticut. How are you? Eileen in New Jersey, that's who we're with right now. Eileen, how are you, Eileen? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much. I wanted to tell you that you mentioned that Biden, all this corruption began with Biden. I most respectfully disagree with you. It did not. It began with Barack Obama. The system was already placed, its structure for the system, this corruption and its politicization was placed by Obama when he had Lois Lerner and the IRS going after the Tea Party groups. And that's only to mention a little bit of what he did. But all this corruption of the FBI, the politicization of FBI, of, of, the, of the CIA, of the IRS, all the, this began with Barack Obama, who I truly, truly believe okay. was... My, my dear Eileen, I love you and I understand what you're saying. But I'm going to just tell you I disagree with you, only to this extent. The politicization of the politicization of the FBI didn't begin with Barack Obama. The FBI has been a corrupt agency since their inception. And most people don't want to deal with that, especially on the conservative side, because we, you know, oh, we support law and order. One of the first things the FBI did when it was installed under J. Edgar Hoover was go after Italian immigrants unfairly and in violation of the Constitution. 
If you go back through the civil rights years, when they, under Kennedy, tried to wiretap and blackmail Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you can go up through the way that they exterminated members of the Black Panther Party unconstitutionally. You can go through the history of the FBI and decade after decade with small intermissions find corruption. The DOJ has not been this virtuous agency either. Now, under Obama, you are right, very right, when you say that the IRS was used as a weapon and other, but we got hints of that before in previous administrations that the IRS was being used to target political opponents. In fact, that was one of the charges of impeachment charges against Richard Nixon because he simply said and suggested that it happened to someone. But we have had problems with some of these bureaucratic agencies, and if you want to talk CIA, then let's talk CIA and the intelligence community in the Kennedy years, when there was active suspicion among the Kennedys that the CIA was running rogue underneath them. So these problems go far deeper than Obama, but I want to give you the last word, Eileen. Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. I hear. Yes, I, I believe that. But what I, I know that to be true, and I know what you're saying is true. But I believe that the somehow, I don't know what happened. Like when Obama came into office, right? I really, I'm so upset about it because the country wanted to heal. And there was a unity in voting for him. And I didn't vote for him only because I didn't agree. It, it bothered me when, when his wife said that she wasn't proud of this country. I felt there was a lack of gratitude. But okay, but fine. And I didn't agree with his foreign policy. But I was happy in a way when he got elected. The evening he got elected, I told my husband, you know, I'm glad in a way the country will heal. And it's a wonderful step forward. And within six months, civil rights was came back 50 years, all of a sudden there was so much divisiveness. And I felt that he was in a position where he could have unified the country. Obama could have been, uh, let me tell you, Eileen, Obama could have been one of the greatest presidents in our country's history. That's what my friend exactly said. If he he had just governed like he campaigned. But he was a radical, and it would never happen. Never. Because all that crap he talked on the campaign trail about hope and change was just that. A bunch of crap. We are out of time. And I'm sad because we have a full deck of calls that I wish I could get to today. God willing, though, we'll be here tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Please call us back. And we have stories we didn't get to today that I definitely want to get to. May God bless and protect each and every one of you, your family, and your loved ones. God willing, here tomorrow at 4. And we'll see you then. Bye.